You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about Poltergeist 2, The Other Side. From director Brian Gibson. Who the fuck is Brian Gibson? I don't know, the director of this movie. <laughs> you no trouble. Me, fifth element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day... You are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Ah, yes. I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit. Oh, your money. And you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. This city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. There's fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We're your hosts. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Cowan. How you doing, Brian? I'm on the other side, so I guess yeah, you are. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm not good. I don't know. Just kind of floating around. A lot of clouds. Yeah, the other side didn't really look like what I thought it would. You know, it's heaven. There's a lot of yeah. blue clouds. They, they, they float. You float. Wait, that was. Wait, that was heaven. All right, let's hold on. Hold on. A second. We'll get into it. It's not. It's not fucking heaven. <laughs> You don't know that, though. <laughs> uh, hold on. <laughs> and that was costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. Here we are talking. Grandma was in heaven. Okay, Grandma was in heaven. Grandma comes right. from heaven. No, he she brings comes- Carol Ann down like, he's, like she's fucking Jesus. And <laughs> I'm sorry. She might be. We haven't gotten that far in the franchise yet. <laughs> if Grandma shows up in part three, I may Look, they, walk they, out. They were down in a Jesus cave, covered by a rock. Carolina ascends to heaven. Three seconds later, she, she is risen again by the help of Grandma. Wait, uh-huh. I said that okay. you're saying that this is like a Carolina's Jesus. Is that where you're going with this? Yeah, I guess so. It all makes sense now. Poltergeist 2. That's why the preacher wanted her to yeah. come with the, the, his little people. What are they called? The flock? No, that's wrong. Can- what is it? Can- what are they called? Can- Can- Canaanites. <laughs> Canaanites. What are you? <laughs> what, what was his name anyway? It was something. Kane. Henry Kane. Was that was his name? Creepy Kane. Creepy Kane. <laughs> Candy Kane. Uh, I don't know. It, it was. Uh, can you imagine like uh, going to the casting call for that? And they're like, "We're looking for the creepiest motherfucker alive." <laughs> like, and well, that guy. You know, you know that there are actors. <laughs> Who are like just waiting for that call and they're like, yes, this is my shot. Do you look like you're about to die tomorrow? <laughs> he did die before the movie was done shooting. Really? Yeah, he had stomach cancer. <laughs> so 
so is that why they use that weird fucking like slug thing at the end because he couldn't really be there? No, that was always part of the plan. He was there for the entire shoot of the movie, but um, during post production he died, and they needed some lines ADR'd, and they had to hire another actor to come in. And dude, anybody could have done that. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, just 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 like come come down here to the south. We got plenty of them. Don't worry, <laughs> we 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 can we can fill that role. But yeah, I guess he was the uh, the first guy to pass in the uh, the poltergeist curse. Now, in the next one, is it the same Kane? No, because he's. Dead. I mean, I know he's dead. I'm just saying he's it's, dead, it's dead. still it's still oh, Kane. It's still though. the char- yeah, it's still the same character, not the okay. actor. Yeah, they recast. No, they they, they bring Tanjani in there and they resurrect him and bring him back for the for the third one. <sighs> Man, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Oh, who knows what the fuck happens? So, dude, after this one, like you know, there's a. There's a fucking hole in the bottom of the sea, uh, <laughs> in the bottom of the fucking uh, the the swimming pool that leads down to a fucking another place where there are dead bodies. So there's like an inception of dead bodies under these people's house. <laughs> That's true. I, I, it's probably <laughs> just like the earth in general. Like I don't know if you can go places without there like accidentally walking on dead people. That's true. Right. Dinosaurs are powering our cars right now. I don't know if that's right. true, but <laughs> which part? I don't know if they, if they prove that oil comes from dinosaurs. Well, it comes from dead organic matter, right? Well, okay. So, so oil. I mean, dinosaurs could be like, Jared. Why? Why uh, are you being so close? Oh, oh, well, excuse here? me. Excuse me. If, if fucking uh, <laughs> if soil and green is people, oil is people. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's possible that they it used to be because didn't they used to use like the dead the mummies that they found the mummies and they used that in something until they stopped because that's what you mean they like they like make a candle out of the skull uh, or something. <laughs> No, oh, no. What? what are you talking about? It was in something. Hold on, I have to. I have to like Google that. People grinding remember. up mummies and yeah, sorting no, them they to keep did. them erect. Hold on. I'll, I'll look it up. Hold on. You need to get some some human bone powder. Well, if you're looking for mummies, then all you got to do is go under that like in that cave, and there's like tons of like little of bodies under there. Like, half mummified. I thought that was an amazing-looking cave, though. Like, all the cave sets we've seen, yeah, yeah. this is, like, top ten cave. This looked it better than... It was a good cave. Yeah, it was better than Last of Mohicans, even. I mean, good The cave. only problem I had with the cave was that they, they, like, were very experienced in knowing where it was. Like, the dad at the end could hear somebody echoing around, and he just, like, hopped down and went down a little path and popped up and turned. Well, and there's like, only one path. There's... the cave system... No, I don't think I don't think it's well lit though, and I still would not just be jumping. Pretty to me. If I was in a strange cave, yeah, I do. Well, see, he had the power of the Native American, also well, known as the Indian, in this movie. Well, I, I think it's. I, I have a theory on that, and we'll get that. But I, I was really impressed about how he like jumped and slid down, and then like landed at the bottom of that little hill. I was like, damn, that was that's pretty badass, Coach. Like, like, did was that one take, or did you like was this like planned that you're gonna, you know? <laughs> he just slipped and fell, and the director's like, oh. That was perfect. Yeah, that was fucking great. And then they, they turn around and fucking like, uh, oh, what's it? Taylor's got a damn bonfire going out of nowhere. It's awesome. <laughs> it makes no sense. Oh, none of it makes any sense. Except for like, uh, okay, so I think this whole these whole two first films are all about cannabis. Because in the first film. <laughs> Wait, what? They do cannabis. And it like, you know, they, they, they smoke some trees. And it brings upon the evil. And then, uh, because that's where drugs drugs are. In this one, he goes into the hut and smokes some weed, and he takes the longest toke ever and, like, keeps it down inside and then, like, uses the power of cannabis 
to defeat Kane. <laughs> I don't. I think you're reaching. I don't. I think the whole film is reaching, Kristen. I, I think you're going to have to get what you get out of it because it's really a really simple story. I mean, like, and it's so easy to defeat Kane. Uh, really, I don't know. It just felt it felt too easy. Especially when we get, it's kind of like it's kind of like they had these big grand ideas, and when they got into the other side, uh, it just I don't know, man. It's, that is yeah, what happened. It just re- they, yeah, really it fell seems apart. like they couldn't. <laughs> it seems like they couldn't figure out what to do, and I think because they were trying to lean on special effects, it they just were, yeah, they just leaned on the special effects, and they couldn't figure out how to actually make anything work, and so. When the, when he come when they all come out of the other side, and Taylor's like, "Man, what a battle!" I was like, "Wait, Wait really? What battle? battle? What battle? <laughs> there was no battle. There was no battle." He's like, "I was flying, and I threw a spear. Come on!" He barely threw that spear. Like they didn't really do anything. They just kind of floated around. Like the whole goal of this whole movie was to just like stay there. Like like if you can survive everything like jumping out at you, and you don't follow the light, and you don't follow the demons and the beast and whoever's there like you survive it's there's no battle there's nothing happening with the exception maybe of the little boy who gets pinned to the ceiling with his braces that was pretty hardcore That's, yeah i like that That looked painful i liked it until the toward the end when he was like fully covered and on the ceiling and then I started uncontrollably laughing i don't know why but that just yeah man, that killed me and then it's then it's trying to like plug itself into the outlet which is pretty fucking funny uh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> at that point it looks like yeah. a cartoon it's yeah. just total cartoon at that moment but i couldn't well, tell the, if that's what they were going for or not i don't think they were okay i did read that they were trying to make it more lighthearted to kind of because they lost spielberg on this one and so they were trying to like make it lighthearted to have that kind of spielberg touch uh and it just made it goofy it didn't work oh i can see that yeah, I can see that a lot. The The scenes with the family at the beginning are not so bad. Like, when they're talking about, like, uh, the insurance claim and, you know, they're they're joking with each other. That kind of, that stuff works. But, man, it just loses its footing so quick. But it doesn't even really work. I think the problem with this is that everyone in this movie seems to be still, like, shell-shocked from the... They all have, like, PTSD from their previous encounters, and so it's not really lighthearted. Everyone is... Uh, you know, the dad's angry when... that Like, that should have been, like, a fun thing with the insurance company, uh, that whole little scene with him and his wife, uh, but it was not as fun as the original scene in Poltergeist. Yeah, it's not. Well, they're and all also, but you now, have, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, is they all have, they all have issues, and little Carol Ann who was so creepy in the first one is just like traumatized in this one. And so it's not really fun to follow any of them because you just kind of feel bad for everyone. I, like, I kind of started hating Caroline a little bit in this one. Yeah. I didn't like her in this one at all. Like she sees a ghost coming at her in a shopping center. People are walking through it and she doesn't tell her mom. Yeah. She after bring the it up. experience of the first film. Like, well, she doesn't remember. Uh, come on. She man. doesn't remember till it like jogs her. She's like, I don't remember. And then she's like, Oh, holy shit. Like, all this happened. Uh, they're back. Well, if you can say they're back. Well, she remembers by remember that point. S- yeah. Well, like, why didn't she say something? Well, everybody knew like, by that point. <laughs> well, no. Like, the fucking uh, house the- is going insane, and they pack up and fucking leave like they should have done in the first one. And they still <laughs> see the preacher, though. And, like, when the preacher comes to her house and it's, like, raining outside and he comes up to the screen door, like, she still doesn't say anything to mom and dad, like... That man's a ghost. I saw that guy at a oh, shopping yeah, center, yeah. and people were walking through him. She never says anything, and it's like, girl, 
But Come even on. when that guy's walking up to the house, the you, the mom doesn't remember him. She's just like, "Oh, hey, strange she man does. who keeps staring at my daughter." Yeah, like that. That the way she doesn't even react when she comes up and she Caroline's missing, and she comes up and some fucking creepy corpse-looking motherfucker is like holding on to her daughter, and she's like, "Caroline, what happened? Like, where, what did you get lost?" And like, like, never mind this fucking weirdo, like. Maybe it's, maybe he's just so bewitching, you know, because like he puts people under a spell, and because he can read their thoughts somehow, and he's smart. He, oh, oh, no, oh, he see, can, I'm smart. See. He tells you their your biggest fear, right? That's what it is. He knows what your your biggest fear is. It's the same as the first movie. Yeah, he knows yeah. what scares which you. Which is also lazy. Yeah, it's the same thing. I love that. Uh, <laughs> uh, his biggest fear, the dad's biggest fear, is that he can't. He's not a man and can't protect his family. I was like. Mm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You need to be a man. Protect your kin. Well, yeah, and the way to be a man is to go get high in the desert. Fuck like yeah, that. man. Great. You gotta, like, claw your or hair arm up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, apparently this was set in Phoenix, which I didn't realize. I thought it was, like, literally down the street from their old neighborhood. I don't think I realized that either. They got from... Where was it old? Uh, were they living in Arizona in the first one? No, they were in California in the first one. Man, they got there quick. Yeah, I, I literally thought it was just, like, down the street. Well, they can teleport and shit in this because at the beginning, the way this opens up, like the the Indian guy, like uh, teleports to the top of a, a mesa. Oh, and had that Monument Valley looking fucking yeah, yeah. structure, like that crazy like uh, monolith. Like like the the movie kind of opens like The Exorcist, you know, like like he this guy's on a journey to the monolith. That actually wasn't. That's the scene that takes place originally. The opening scene was supposed to be later in the film when he's like, "Hey, I got to leave you guys." He was gonna go see, I guess his native american tribe leader or whatever his spiritual guide leader and he was going to get that spear and then bring it back at the end but instead you see the scene in the very beginning of the movie and the first time i was watching this i completely forgot about that spear by the end oh yeah yeah you don't you don't know where the fuck it came from because i just i just remembered that that's where he got it when you mentioned it right there so yeah you completely forget about that yeah well the whole thing with this is that they lean so heavily on stereotypes and one of the stereotypes is that he's like this like magical native person and so that when he presents the spear at the end like it didn't even phase me i was like of course he has one of those just like in his back pocket like this movie is so lazy in the way that it writes i mean every and, and everything but including its depiction of oh these natives and if, how they if, can i don't know save them it's so i mean i i, I kind of give it a pass because you know if, if if all these ghosts and all this shit can exist then it makes sense that, that the uh native american could have the spirit world and all that as well i have no problem with anyone including natives communing with the spirit world i love zelda in the last one right or yeah, Zelda. Yeah, Rubenstein in the last one. Listen, anybody can talk to spirits. I have a problem when it just becomes lazy and relies on these stereotypes. That's all. And it, it kind of feels like out of. I don't know. It, it, it feels out of story. You know what I mean? Like it. Yeah. It's not part of this world. We haven't brought any Native American anything in. Like when we've kept all of our mediums and everything pretty scientific and like university focused they're all scientists they're the last the paranormal investigators that like were psychologists or some shit like that so i don't know it, it feels yeah weird. well and that's the other thing too is like i mean i guess you could make the argument like they did kind of go from the the paranormal investigation to the psychic and so maybe the next step is like a native american person who communes with nature 
And but they didn't really do that. He just showed up and was like, "Hey, I'm here." Yeah. Well, he's, and everybody he's, already knows him. He's already at the beginning. At the beginning, like you know, he's there and he goes down and meets Tangina and goes down into the you know it it, it like sets him up. So it's not like he just pops up at the at the house. He kind of does pop up. He, he kind of pops. Well, up. that's how yeah. he pops up to the family. He's like, you know, I was sent to. I was sent. Yeah, but he also pops up at the first place. He's just like suddenly there in the hole. And he's and he's having weird like flashes of of uh, the first movie. As he's getting closer to the house location, he's like having visions of the movie that just happened, which is weird. I well, hate it when they he's do that. Psychic film. and magical. But, but he so brings it up. Fine. He's like, you know, he's like, he's like, I've, I've he even <laughs> says, I've had, I've had these visions. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. He had visions of the house being sucked up. I thought he had visions of like the beast and like the yeah the the religious sect that was trapped in this cave. I thought that's what yeah. he was having visions. Of. And the same thing about how the mom is also having visions, like and like you know, apparently every woman in in the family is is clairvoyant. I don't have a problem. Listen, I don't have a problem with. I thought at first they were doing that thing where psychic or mediumship or whatever they call it uh, skips a generation. Fine. You want the mom to be on it too? Fine. But the way that they brought the mom in on it, they were just like, actually, you are. And she's like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> this information. Oh, that's right. I, I, I've been stuffing that away. You know, I, I could, that couldn't have come up in the last movie when we really needed it. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hate stuff like that. Like, yeah. if you want to make Carol Ann like psychic and everything, and the grandma, like, that's fine. That makes sense. I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm that's with okay. You, but, like, haven't yeah. They didn't give fucking Joe Beth Williams anything to do in this movie. Mm-mm. I was I, very disappointed. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons this movie kind of sucks. Well, I mean, it's not terrible. It's just it's kind of a letdown after the first movie. I need more Joe Beth Williams. This movie is much more focused on the dad. Okay, but also, can we talk about her wardrobe downgrade in this movie? Because she went from wearing like super cute outfits in the first movie to wearing like these oversized. She just looked like she looked like she was a Mormon. Like they're not in Utah. Like I didn't understand what happened in those few years to make her just like cover up and look awful. Like yeah, there's a little bit of. A fashion change, but it's only been what four years, three years. It's not yeah, about like it's, it's not been enough. a year. I think, I think at one okay, point it's he been a says, year in the film, uh, but I was refer- yeah, I, yeah, I was talking about like filming, oh, but yeah. yeah, no, it's but still, yeah, it's not enough for her entire wardrobe to completely change. She went from wearing like you remember the little shorts and the red shirt in the oh, kitchen yeah. scenes. I know you know, and now <laughs> in this one, she's wearing like basically maxi skirts with oversized sweaters, and her hair is just like a a mess. She looks worse honestly i think she looks significantly worse it doesn't make sense her entire character changed you didn't like her 80s hair it was fine i liked it better in the first movie i did too i liked it better in the first one yeah yeah and she was still very 80s in the first movie yeah more more joe beth williams man we need more 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 how bad is poltergeist 3 gonna be now because she's not even in it we're looking forward to that one yeah all right poltergeist (laughs) 2 Well, honestly, I, when I realized last week how similar Poltergeist was to Jaws, I like lost all hope for the rest of this month. So, <laughs> I, I guess yeah, these are the two franchises that uh, Spielberg like let go of and did not abandon. Yeah, <laughs> was involved in the first one, and then was like, I'm out. I wonder if he's ever seen this movie. Has he ever like you know? Sat back oh, with man, a glass of scotch, and he's got to have seen it at yeah. least one point because this is the same right, the same writers. From the first movie that he co-wrote the the first Poltergeist script, they came back and wrote this one, and then MGM also to get them to come back and write it, uh, write a sequel. They also made them the producers of the film. 
Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. The producers and the writer are same people. Same two guys. Michael Garris and Mark Victor. Hmm. So they got like a, I don't know. Spielberg at least signed off on him and gave him some kind of approval. But Toby Hooper was not as bad. I think mostly I, I was going along with the film most of the time, up, just up until that last like 20, 30 minutes. It just, yeah. it just fucking goes off the rails. It, I know that they felt like, you know, look, we never got to see the other side. And hell, it's in the fucking name, so you're going to have to see it, right? And, and they just, just technology wasn't there. Or maybe their just ideas weren't really there. I don't think their ideas were there, man. Everything, I think it was both, honestly. Everything I was reading was... <sighs> Richard Edlin, who did the special effects in the first movie, did Ghostbusters, done Die Hard, big effects guy, worked on a lot of stuff. Him and the director, Brian Gibson, had a huge, like, butting of heads, man. They were fighting all the time on set. Because apparently, like, these are complicated shots. When you put someone in makeup and you agree on that's the angle, you kind of set everything in the whole scene face toward that camera angle, right? And the director would change things the day of or the morning of. And just be like, yeah, okay, we're, we're actually shooting over here. And they'd just be like, well, okay, we're going to need six hours to flip everything around. And he would lose his shit, I guess. <laughs> and then Richard Hill was like, well, go back to the old shot then. And this was like a back and forth thing. I don't, I think it was like Brian Gibson's like first movie though, to be fair. He'd done like, eh, maybe like one other like smaller budgeted film. Did a bunch, a bunch of sticks documentaries. Sticks documentaries, as in the band. Yeah, he, he he did a lot of shit with the with sticks. Come sail away, that sticks renegade. Yeah, it's a good song. Doesn't make a good movie though. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean I've not really seen too much of his uh, his work. I've seen what's love got to do with it and the juror. I saw Frida. That's not under his directing things. Did he? Produce hey, he's it? a he producer on that. Yeah. Okay. Man, how do you make money like directing like one, two, three, four? He's made he's made six feature films and maybe like I don't know ten music videos. Well, obviously, uh, Poltergeist two made fucking bank because they made Poltergeist three. So, I mean, had a big opening weekend. It had a nineteen million dollar budget and its domestic return was forty point nine million. Worldwide was seventy five million. All right, so it's profitable. And I, I like the addition of Kane. I think oh, no. it's like Kane. It, 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 it's cool to put a face to the beast. Well, one of the things that I thought was super interesting saying he's not exactly the face of the beast is he because didn't they at one point say that he was just a lot. He was a soul that had spent too much time there and the beast took him over. Like that's what would have happened to Carol Ann had uh, she stayed. Oh, you're saying so, the- so Kane, maybe I, maybe I missed that. So Kane uh, thought the world was going to end and he had his like, uh, you know, cult basically and he brought everybody down into the hole and, and, and sang that one song a thousand times and then um, I guess all the well, I don't know then, then, then how did the soul get down there because in the first one we all think it's because there's a uh, there's a graveyard and then all these spirits are pissed because the, you know they, they built this subdivision of happy homes on top of all the you know the, these dead people it's still that if there was a if there was a, a like a demon this beast thing that was like that's in the first movie I'm trying to understand like if, if that thing is like floating around like the fucking the demons from um, Freddy Krueger like from Nightmare on Elm Street and like finding hosts to get into you know and then they take over this like the, these lost souls take over these people down in this cavern I guess somehow I don't know I, I, I'm kind of lost on that I think it's just 
the one I could be wrong. I think it's just the one beast who he took Carolan and he took uh Kane and then I think Kane's people just kinda like hung out with them. Because they, they said that uh, they followed him in death just like they followed him in life. I think they just stuck around. I think Cain was taken over by the beast in the little in-between world or whatever, the other set, whatever it is. And and the people were just like, cool, we're going to hang out. Well, he refuses also. to let them pass on. He won't let them go. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what's the little flashy lights that take care of land to the white light. Yeah. I think that's what the they're people. supposed to be. Yeah, but he's asking where did did all of the multiple demons come from to take over all of those people? Yeah, where, where did the bad one? Where did the bad guy one. come from? Um, hell. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they were I mean, just super close side. to hell because they were in the ground. Okay, makes sense. I don't know. I, they don't explain that. I just ever want the once. shot. Like, where, I just want the shot of Cain laying on the ground and he's dying, and everybody else is is fucking like you know they're they're all like emaciated and all that kind of shit, and then it shows up. And it like fucking takes over his body and like fucking like you know wrecks him or it pulls his soul out of him. Somehow. Well, I don't think that's what happened. I think he died, and then when he didn't go to heaven, he's in this other place, the other side, wherever whatever we're calling this, right? Oh, okay. And then the beast comes. Purgatory. Can we call it purgatory? All right, okay. we'll call it there purgatory. We go. That's, that's good. All right, and the beast sees like Cain in purgatory. He's like, "Hey, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> you got great teeth." <laughs> <laughs> You was killing people. I want to kill people. Hey, we should team up and kill people together. The graves, the gravestones get moved, and there's a new family up atop, and there's a bunch of pissed off, you know, spirits up there. And then, you know, Kane's like, "Hey, we're the beast now. Let's let's go get those guys and go get the little girl and drain her life force." The problem I have is like, what what do they want? Do they just want to possess Carolan? Because they never said like, no. The, if they have she, Carol Ann, what are they gonna do? She no, takes yeah, them to the light. Take no. Oh, well, that's, no, not wait, I, that's not what no, they no, said. He, no, he, he doesn't want. That. He wants her essence. He wants her essence. He's just kept her because he likes her essence, and he's gonna basically over a certain point of time drain her light from her. Not the light to cross over, but her light, her soul, what makes her like, a cute little kid. Why do they want her over everybody else in the family, though? It's because the people who wrote it are just, like, sexist, and they are like, <laughs> a cute little girl is better than a little boy, so... I guess so. I, well, it's a horror well, movie. The, the, well, the, the little boy wasn't a clairvoyant, because only the women in the family are clairvoyant. We yeah. don't know that. They, they, they didn't... We don't know that. No, we. I mean, yes, we have found out that the women in the family are clairvoyants, but they never have addressed that the men are or are not. So the little boy could be clairvoyant. We'll find out in the next. I mean, movie. all we know about Robbie is that he finally grew into his movie. teeth. No, no, oh. yeah. Rob, Robbie finally grew into his teeth, and then his teeth attack him. So yeah, yeah that's what we really Poor get kid. from him. Yeah, he's super traumatized because he definitely didn't forget <laughs> the fucking tree. Like you know. <laughs> He knew really more than everyone. See. He was like that tree. Listen, Look, like he knew. He, he goes and puts on a fucking like a uh, football helmet. Is like, no, this isn't happening again. I'm not getting <laughs> pulled down into a tree or slammed into the ceiling. Like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> get these fucking braces off my teeth. <laughs> but awesome if he was like, I had a bottle of like weed killer beside him as well. And he's like, where the fuck is Dana? Why is no one talking about Dana? Ah! Like they're all so depressed and shit. They forgot they had a daughter. Like you know. <laughs> Maybe she's off at college. I don't. I don't know, it's man. If it's only been a year, put a line in it. Why did they not put a line in dialogue? Like or like her, have her call mom or something? And like because, oh, because they so all nice. have right? to go back. They all have to go back 
to fight fucking Kane as a family. I guess Maybe she's not she a family. Maybe she died. No, no, she died. It was a tragic car accident well, on the way to Phoenix. No, they, they, they actually get a letter, like, you know, because apparently when uh, Diane was like 16 is when, when she got pregnant with her. It's like actually, you know... Uh, I don't know. They could have written something in there, man. Wait, like, did she die because the actress died? Has, was she dead already died. at this point? Okay. Yeah, okay. she died right after the first movie was released. Or maybe before it came out. Okay, I feel bad for making the dead joke now, but I did not It's okay. It's, it's, it's been a little bit... No, like, it's, the entire time I've been alive, Kristen, is how long the girl's been dead. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's fucked up, but, like, they could have, like, addressed it somehow. Or, like, you know, just put her at college. It's so easy, you know? But it doesn't make sense because if she was at college, then grandma dies. She would come well, the fuck home. I was listening to the uh, writer commentary, yeah. and that's what the writers were saying. They're like, oh, yeah, the audience knows she's at college. I was like, fuck you. I didn't know that. No. Mm-mm. I just thought you wrote her out. That's what I was like. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There's just two kids. That's now. what I'm saying. Like, this is all very lazy. You don't think Carol Ann's not going to be like, I miss Dana. Like, you know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, what the fuck? Really? Like, you know, Carol Ann would be the one when they're like, no, we all have to go back. She'd be like, well, we're missing someone. Where yeah. Where the fuck that's, is Dana? That's the time. Definitely explains why there's a third movie now. Yes. Oh, because mm-hmm. we need to, we need to find Dana. Yeah. The whole family, man. The whole family love. They yeah. didn't have it. Wow. It all makes sense now. We fixed it. Mm. <laughs> Maybe we should watch the trailer and, and make the movie make sense to us for real. I don't know if that's going to help, but you know what? Let's try. Let's <laughs> give it a go. <laughs> We're going to play the trailer for Poltergeist 2 on the other side. We'll be right back. We're back. That was the trailer for Poltergeist to the other side. I don't know if it helped. They didn't even show Tangina. Oh, they didn't. But I did like the trailer with despite no, they did. the absence of Tangina. Did they? I don't remember. Did they? That. I didn't think I saw her. Yeah, well, you guys were watching over Zoom. It was like a real quick shot. It's the uh the one where she's got the lantern in the cave. Oh, uh, okay. Mm, well anyway, I the trailer looked you know, scary and kind of cool and way better than the movie that we watched. I can see why people went to see it, you know. You, you saw the first one and then boom, there's the family again. So expectations should be pretty good. <laughs> I guess. I thought it was weird that they put the chainsaw in the in the, uh, in the the trailer because that's always been such a funny moment because it's like, oh, look, it's it's uh, Toby Hooper chainsaw. <laughs> you know, little little in-joke there. Oh, well, would, that's funny. I didn't catch that. Why but. would yeah? Why would you put that in the trailer? It's, and it's a it's probably one of the worst effects in the movie too. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. Well, in the first one, you know, they come at the uh, the doctor with the protractor, so it makes sense. Uh, that the, you know. I can see why they thought they were like doing something, but it just didn't work. It looked really bad. Yeah, it's kind of lame. I mean, 
Why the chainsaw? Why a chainsaw, cousin? You know, like you, you could break that glass so easily. I didn't, it didn't really feel. We feel like there was much danger. I mean, I, yeah, there's a chainsaw going through the ceiling and all that, but yeah, I'm with you. There's not a lot of danger. Well, just like in the first movie when all the corpses keep popping up, there's like no danger. It's just they're just scary, you know. And then everybody's in the car freaking out, just like they are in this one. Go, 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 go! You know, start the car, Steven. Start the car. I mean, I'd probably freak out too. Let's be real. Oh yeah, no shit, man. Like you know, <laughs> if, if there was a. If there was a chainsaw floating around, lit, you know, ready to go, yeah, it'd be scary. And I have to say, if there's like some demon following me around the country because he wants my little girl, at some point you're gonna have to like sit down and negotiate something because <laughs> you can't live like that. You can have weekends, but I need Monday <laughs> through Friday. All right, yeah. she's got she go to, to go to school. Exactly, right? Exactly. Carolyn get needs that education. An education. <laughs> oh my god, damn it, Brian! Stop it. <laughs> You fucking cane over there, knowing exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> because I'm smart. You are smart, yeah, and you got great teeth. <laughs> I, I, I I like that the cane monsters also have great teeth. You know when they actually show the oh yeah know, they're, they're, they're they're very it's very teeth forward. It's a shame that Tequila Worm did not have teeth. Just an eye. Hmm. Missed opportunity there. That is a definite memory from childhood. Like I've seen this film. Excuse me. I've seen this a lot. Like, um, you had to take out the word film from that sentence. I, I did. I did. I had to, I had to correct myself. Um, like I said earlier, I, I actually, you know, I, I was kind of like digging on some of the blocking and camera stuff. Like, like when, um, when, when shit goes crazy, I love the, like the high angle shot that's kind of canted, you know, when, when dad picks up the phone and, and he, and he talks and he gets a little shock from it. I, I like, like there's, oh, there's some, there's yeah, some I know cool, what you're about, yeah, yeah there, there, there's some cool camera stuff, and, and it, it's kind of like loosey goosey. It's like a standard framing, but then as shit gets weird, it starts to get canted. It starts to like lean to the right, and then it pops in, and everything goes weird. Yeah, I mean that's that's fun stuff. No, I think there's a lot of really cool creative sequences that are executed like really well. Like I love the the rainstorm. And then there, it starts leaking in the house, and it starts hitting the telephone. And Great coverage there. Oh, like, all those shots leading up to that. It's, yeah. yeah, it's such a cool moment in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tequila Worm's a, a great moment as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the well, his whole porch. weird rapey... Oh. His, his whole weird rapey scene, like, uh, leading up to that, like, when he's, he, he's like, calling out, like, the way she, you know, had had, had thoughts that, that, you know, what Carol Ann was never born, and this one had never happened, and all that. Uh, that's that, that's intense. Uh, uh, you know that that's that builds really well. The most disturbing thing about that is that she wasn't like, "Oh, my husband is possessed by a demon." She's like, "Oh, he's drunk again." And I was like, "Wait a minute!" So it's it's been here before. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought she wasn't fighting back enough. Like you know, I'd be like, "No, she was yeah. totally accepting it." Like she, there I don't was think she never... was accepted. I think she was just caught know, off man. guard. I don't think so. She did not like she was disturbed, but not in a way that like it seemed like she, he's done this before kind of thing. I feel like, like she got it over it too quickly. You know, she's like, oh, my God, Stephen, are you OK? Like, you know, I was no, like, and then he like vomits the like the weird creature that doesn't have legs out. And she's like, oh, it wasn't oh, him. That makes sense. Oh, OK, OK. We don't have to have a conversation tomorrow morning. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought that played pretty pretty well i mean I've, i felt all the i was just thinking it. that she wasn't fighting back enough like if somebody's it was on disturbing. top of me yeah oh, no, it was very disturbing yeah i didn't know she wasn't fighting back 
because it, she seemed like again she was like no because she she has that line she goes no you're just drunk like and like it's put in well, so casually <laughs> that i was like whoa, whoa. No, okay but when she says that though it's because he's like he was coming on to her and that was not coming on well that's I, I not know, what that was wait wait that's, well, not that's, how, wait. that's what he was <laughs> trying to do what, what, what do you mean well the, how the whole scene starts is like she's got her back to him and he he what, what does he do i forget what he does he does something he goes up and he like almost cups her breasts he like comes up around her and then, then, then he like gropes he's her yeah, and he's, he's like i've her, got yeah. needs too if not now when no 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 no, 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 no. before that a whole incident <laughs> happens when yeah, she, yeah they have that whole thing where she's she, what does she say she says something like along i forget what the whole exchange is but it's pretty much like look girl like you know i need this uh, she says something like well you got it from the bottle tonight was her line yeah. and then things start escalating after that so i don't know i don't think that's like see if, if he's saying. not drunk if he's smoking weed or whatever he's singing beatles songs they definitely and don't have a, an abusive relationship no, prior i think to they have incident. an abusive no. <laughs> no. we're seeing it we're seeing behind the curtain there brian i don't think so uh, I think so. Maybe it developed after oh. the, between this the last movie and this movie, but I'm concerned for everyone involved. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying all the women in this family are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Robbie, this is all he knows now. Like, yeah, yeah. One sister's disappeared. Everybody else is fucking like you know, like going off into the other side. Well, everybody goes into the the other side in this one whole family they have to they all have to it's so weird when they're on the other side and and that fucking weird demon thing like floats by it looks like medusa it's what the fuck is it it's a worm with a bunch of people's faces and then it's got a head and some arms and i can't i couldn't really tell exactly what the the squiggly things were coming out of the head is this before the thing no this is way after the thing was a uh, 82 the same year as poltergeist Okay, because it just the felt like one. they're ripping off the thing, and then and also like when it's under the bed, when it, it like he he coughs it up and it slides under the bed, and it has this weird like under the bed shot. It looks like uh, one of the drawings from uh, the books, scary stories to tell to tell in the dark. All right, so H. R. Giger, the guy that drew, uh, designed the alien, alien, yeah, 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 he did uh, a couple monsters. He did the design for the the beast creature at the end and the thing that's under the bed. That like crawls out and smiles at him without legs. I like that. I like that. And it's also got his teeth, which is great. You know, like uh, that. <laughs> that was that was good. That was good. I, I like that. His, his weird fucking eyes. Um, no, that, that I, I I like that whole little sequence there. I mean, fuck, it looks it looks painful <laughs> when he's like puking that thing up. Well, he puked. <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool how he was puking it up, but then he pukes up a whole person, and I was just like, where did he come from? Like, how was he in there? It's just like that movie we saw where the person gives birth to themselves or whatever. No, let's not talk about that ever again. <laughs> God, that was so terrible. I'm with Kristen. Let's not. <laughs> it's very, I don't know. You said uh, the thing. Yeah, I can see that. It's very Nightmare on Elm Street, too. Like uh, yeah. the Elm Street sequels, like three and four. It's got kind of that vibe to it. I don't know. It's not bad though. Like the effects stuff and like some of, some of the scare sequences are, are pretty pretty well done. Like I said, I was pretty up with it uh, up until they went until they crossed over. I, I was I was kind of like I was on board. I was like, all right, let's just you know let's just see where it goes. Yeah, but man, like if it had been the first one, you know, I probably would have been like mad the whole time. But like since we already knew the characters, it was I don't know, man. <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> Jared can't even finish the sentence. I, I can't. I, I don't even know what to fucking say. You know, I'm just trying to like, because the, the whole, it, which is weird because this one tends to stick in your brain. I think if you, if you've seen, if you grew up with this series, then like, you know, like we were, we were struggling talking about the first one and not saying that the house was built on a Native American burial ground. And it never was. It's just that we, we, we associate this with Native Americans because Cain had a fucking uh, a cult that was killed by Indians or whatever for some fucking reason. Well, was, allegedly, was, we don't know that actually. Yeah, do we? Or maybe, maybe that's maybe what they that, speculated that, happened. You know, when they couldn't. Yeah, fight. they speculated. They it was a smear campaign. <laughs> yeah, because Taylor's like fuck, fuck these people. <laughs> that's the whole thing, you know. Taylor is instigating it somehow because he hates he hates the certain type of Mennonites or whatever that live in you know. I don't know what they were. Maybe they were, they were they were Mormons. They took over like the the, the Indian land and because there's a point where Zelda even Tangina's character says something about like Cain was like a, a medium or something. She said that he was a, well, yeah, because he he's able to like well, we we don't know if that's the beast, but it seems like yeah, he, he's he that's why he's so persuasive is because he can tell you what you what you what your fears are. He he feels like a prophet because he's a medium. That would explain why the beast is attracted to him and the beast can take over him. Because he is, he can communicate with the other side. Hmm. I think that makes sense. Out of everything that it gave, it gave us, I think that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that does. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. Now, the spear, that fucking shit makes no sense. I have no idea. What the fuck? Well, that, you know, what well it, it's, another, it's another Christian thing. It's the spear of destiny. You know, you got to... You know, like the spear and the side of Christ. It was not explained in any way, shape, or form. It's Wait, just like... Or did you just make that up? I thought it was like a native... American thing because the native people gave it to him to do. No, you know, like Jesus when he was on the Jesus was when he's on the cross was stabbed with the spear of destiny. But I'm saying, is that do we know that's what happened in the movie? We that... no. Oh no 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 yeah. no. Just just tying tying it in. Oh, what is that? Is that the uh, is that Constantine? Is that what <laughs> that's from? The spear what? of destiny. What is that from? No, that's what it's called. Yeah, I know. What was the comic book movie where they? Uh... Or was it Hellboy? Uh, it was one of those movies where they actually uh, had the spear of they destiny. Went, it, yeah. yeah, well, fucking Hitler went and found the spear of destiny and thought that it was going to like help him out. It didn't do very well. It's been a while since I've seen Constantine. I forget what they're yeah, looking yeah. for in that. Anyway, doesn't matter. Would you rather be talking about those movies? <laughs> we talking about this is a fucking classic. Well, I will. I will say all the Native American stuff that that was. Um, oh fuck! What, what's the actor that plays the dad? Steven, what's the actor's name? Coach? Yeah, what's his name? Fucking... Uh, I'm blanking here. Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, that was his yeah. That was his idea. I guess he went on some retreat and like uh, some shaman <laughs> retreat. <laughs> he, he did some ayahuasca or some shit and came back like, all right, look. <laughs> well, they they were... Got it. <laughs> they were trying to get him involved in the sequel to cast him, and he's like, well, okay, look, I got some script notes. Oh, God. And that's how okay, this, so- whole, this whole thing got added because this is what he wanted. The spear got added, or the, the all the native the stuff whole got all added? the Native American stuff got added because of him. So it was wow. just gonna be it was just gonna be weird. Kane, I don't know if they even had like the whole script written. This was just to get him on the board, on board to sign. Wow. It's like on a cocktail napkin. Like he's like, look. <laughs> and Joe Beth Williams, uh, her mother just passed away, and she wanted to work some kind of scene in. Fuck, she worked but in the, the whole m- ending. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, actually, her, her whole her whole through line is about coming to terms with like losing her mother, I guess, and that that's her whole thing. 
Yep, that's true. That's Wait. that's really the only only thing. That she, but she doesn't really. She doesn't really do that. That's not really a constant throughout the movie. I kind of forgot the mom died until the end. <laughs> well, no, like 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 you know that that's how we. Fine, you know, Car- this movie's poorly paced. Carol Ann talks to Grandma on the phone. Like, I did like, like we, that. We, I thought we, that we, was cool. I thought but that she was only cute. does it yeah. once. She does that once. Well, well the, the second time, it's fucking Kane. Well, yeah. Yeah, so... No, at the beginning, with the mom, and the mom dying and talking to Carol... Well, talking to Carol Ann and then dying, I guess. Yeah. Um, all of that. And then... Uh, you know, the mom having those flashbacks in the garden. Like, I thought all of that worked, and then they just kind of like dropped that. it. Yeah. They dropped like the it until the very end. I thought that was a sweet moment where she was, re- you know, mom had just died, and she's remembering how, you know, a-, a sweet moment that she had with mom, and then she looks up and hears dad and Carol Ann, and Carol Ann's asking for help and all that. And earlier, uh, Carol Ann had said, she's like, uh, she'd been talking to grandma, and she told grandma, she's like, oh, well, I want to be a ballerina, you know, because she's, yeah. she, grandma, grandma's looking at her, like, sadistic fucking drawings, <laughs> it's like maybe, maybe you should be a ballerina instead of an artist where you draw demons um but anyways they kind of got onto her or whatever because she interrupted sexy time so she felt bad and she's like no you, you can be whatever you want to be because she just had a fucking argument with her mother the night before she died but didn't she like didn't grandma die in their house yeah yeah and, and we don't get any of that like you know the kid did the kids not fucking was grandma just up upstairs dead when they told him like we, we, don't, we don't get all yeah, the... Yeah, you'd have to call like the ambulance to take the body away. Yeah, also, and the kids are, wouldn't sleep through that. Also, apparently, they send a detective if someone dies in your house. So, mm-hmm. uh, don't let people die in your house. Even if they're old. <laughs> Wheel them out to the street as they're breathing <laughs> their last breath. <laughs> Not in my house. You need uh-uh. witnesses? You need witnesses. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry, saying. Grandma, but you need to, uh, you know... <laughs> We need to get you out to the curb. <laughs> like we, to we, look we at the sunset as no, you die. I love. No, I. I you know, look. Uh, no ghosts. No ghosts in this house. We we don't we don't do that. <laughs> no bad juju here. No, no. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yes, Grandma would theoretically be dead upstairs while they're having that conversation or that scene yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Ooh, what's that? Maybe smell? they just put her on ice. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Like, no, because... Fucking ice trays on the bed. (laughs) (laughs) No, because, like, in other cultures, like, I don't know where these people are Borrowing ice from the neighbors. Like, like in Jacob's Ladder. And preserve the body in the home and all of that stuff. Like, this is the 80s. I don't know really what happened back then. So maybe, maybe that's what happened. Oh my god, that would bring like a whole new level if we all have to be together, like, at the end. Like, can you imagine? And they're, they're taking grandma too. Yeah. Yeah, wow. It turns into like a weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> they got Dana on one arm and Grandma on the other. Sorry, that's fucking terrible. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, grab Dana's feet. Oh man. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess what we're saying is the the script's kind of bad. <laughs> it could be better. No, that's I, all. Just a little bit. Yeah, I get. Yeah, it, it this. Number one is the script, and then I would say the execution of the ending. Or, but so that's like all of but, it, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's all kind of bad. <laughs> no, come on, come on. There's some nice effects work here. There's some yeah, nice yeah. suspense it's, building. It's great you know. to see the characters again. Yeah, <laughs> the payoff. The payoffs are bad. Even, and the, even some of the setups bad too. Tangina is is just as worthless as she is in the first one. No, she's like, so much better in the first one. 
Like, in Bullshit. this one, she doesn't do anything. She lies to him. And, and she and she even kind of, like, atones for it in this one because she says, I feel like I'm kind of losing my shit. Like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not like, who I used to be. Because you know what? You thought the fucking house was clean, but it wasn't. She had personality, though, in the last movie, man. And she had comedy moments yeah. in the last movie. There's and- a comedy moment. They open, the, they go up, they hear a door knock, and then they open it up. There's no one there. And then they fucking, oh, scary moment. But guess what? But Tangina's she, here. But there, it, that's because the camera... The way the camera's placed and everything, we're making fun of her stature, but she's not. It's not. It's not her being funny. It's not no, her adding not. comedy to the scene. She added know. a lot to the last movie. Yeah. Like maybe, not, maybe not like in terms of helping them. Although she guided them a little bit, but she, her whole character was integral to the first movie. Oh, big it, time! Yeah, 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 yeah. And and in this one, you didn't get that. She just was there. Well, she's the reason that. That um, Taylor's Taylor. there. It's a Taylor's there. You know. Okay, he didn't really a, add that they, much either. Come on, like everyone was just boring in this, or like traumatized. Like I feel like half <laughs> those people needed to go, like to, like have like a little stay in a mental institution, and then everyone else was just like super boring and could like go somewhere else. Nothing was worth watching in this. With I guess apparently Brian, there were a couple of setups that you liked. I know. I know. Yeah, but so that's, like, yeah, that's other Exorcist than that. Two. We can't we can't repeat Exorcist Two. Like you know, we're getting fucking psychoanalyzed because of the shit we went through. Like, no, I don't think they should. I don't want to watch that. I'm just saying yeah, yeah. that I don't want to watch this either. This isn't good. It's not. I mean, like it, it's not structurally. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it does have some things. Like like I said, it has some moments. Like, yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. But they. The first film was oh, was right at two hours, right? This one is like right at hour and a half, and it felt just as long as the first. Yeah, one. I, I thought yeah, it was a two-hour movie. Yeah. until I realized it was not. Before the credits come <laughs> up, it's only like eighty-six minutes long, and it's like holy, fuck. holy shit, that's a long eighty-six right? minutes, bro. It is. <laughs> it is long. <sighs> it does. Yeah, it does feel like a two-hour movie. Easy, mm-hmm. not longer. Like the last, like when they go down in the cave. That's only twelve minutes. I guess oh, yeah, less yeah, than yeah. that because you have to it's take off the credits. Minutes, yeah, no shit. Uh, it's ten minutes. For I thought I thought that was much. That was, I thought that was a bigger part of the movie. Like I, no, it on should the first be. viewing. It fucking should be. And it, no, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it was it's super so, boring. No, it's they super boring. It's because they couldn't pull it off. You know what I mean? Like like when you get down there and you're fighting the fucking the, the everything. You're having this epic fucking battle. No, it's there's not, not a, really. There's not a fight. There's no battle. They just like float around and then they kind of push a spear. Out into space and it just like magically hits them, and then the man magically die even though yeah. he didn't actually do anything. And but, yeah. like their only and then, instruction and was to leads. like stay together. Right? Well, yeah. Well, Car- Caroline leads everybody out, and they couldn't even know? do that. Yeah, Caroline like floated away. No, she she no she took everybody to heaven. She took she cr- she took everybody to cross over. Oh, is and, that what she doing? Then, I thought she yeah. floated away, and I thought Grandma pushed her back. Well, no, they all attached <laughs> to her. They all those little orbs, all those other souls. Like attached to her, all, all of Kane's people, and then he, and then she helped them cross over, and then nice. Grandma sent her back because you know it's not her time. Yeah, she's still alive. And they all hold hands. There's a nice like white drop shadow behind them. <laughs> and then, we, and then we don't even what? get to see him pop back into re, in, into existence. We watch it all on Tangina's face. Well, dude, oh my god, the worst a fucking effect shot in the entire film is when they get sucked up. To the other side in the first oh place. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that looks like bad. a fucking goddamn cartoon. I, yeah, what is happening? 
I'm a, God, well, there wasn't a closet for them to go into, so they had to go into the orifice of the cave. Uh, I take back everything I said about those fucking lights last week. I am so <laughs> sorry I criticized that. Totally take it back. If this is what Shame we're on stuck you, with, Brian. Yeah. That was really cool. <laughs> you know, now that we're kind of talking about that, I kind of miss the TV as like a medium. That added a lot to it i like that bobby just wants yeah. to watch tv and, and and dad's like no it's gonna turn you into a retard like and they're just like and then, then he says retardo like they <laughs> they kept doing just, that in the movie uh the son keeps saying jerko yeah jerko was that a Everything's fucking got thing in it. the 80s i don't remember hey that. man i don't know brian oh um no no let's not bring it back <laughs> the two people that saw poltergeist too i get that reference Oh, everybody saw this movie, bro. Like I said, this this was definitely one of those movies that was just on repeat back in the day. It was just always on. Yeah, you know, Kristen, you're right about the TV. Like looking at this poster for Poltergeist Two, Poltergeist One is just the little girl reaching up and touching the TV. Mm-hmm. Very simple thing, but this movie is just the shot of the floor, Carol Ann, and the toy phone in her hand. That's fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that really? The, let me look at it. That's right. all it is, and the rest of the poster is black. I mean, you could have kept like everything. Oh, that's a terrible poster. Right? And still had them go through the TV like that. That was really that was Photoshop. really cool. Like all the static on the TV was what made it. I don't know, kind of interesting, and it kind of sucks you in because you're kind of like like we've all been up way too late, and the TV turns to static. Well, maybe not now, but like you know back then, and it just kind of feels very surreal. And I love how they took that and played with it and created this whole world, and you can keep. All, everything that happened in this, you can even keep her on her little toy phone. But that TV, the static on the TV really added a lot to it. It's a shame they dropped it for this one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, I take back my complaint. I, I, I strike it from the, the record. The strobes, may, maybe they helped. Maybe they'll give I me. I kind of like the strobes. I didn't hate. I didn't hate them. Who was it that had seizures? Mike. Well, Mike. He he's not here this week. So like they could have done it. You know, like would have been fine. When they pop through the other side, it's just a massive strobe light, and that's that's Kane. <laughs> it's, like, it's just a massive strobe light. Oh my god! Imagine <laughs> if they pop through to the other side, and it is just, like they do have like a strobe light. It's just like a disco <laughs> club kind of thing with like lots of smoke. Like, Whoa, you finally got here. We're so glad you're here. Come on. And everybody's like partying. Yeah. <laughs> and like that pilgrims. would explain why no one wants to go back and that why they get stuck there. Because it's like this this like club that you can't see through. <laughs> they can't see to go to the light because there's this giant strobe disco ball over yeah. here. Yeah, like what is wrong with these people that they're on the other side and there's the light right there, but they can't go to it. Come on. <laughs> And it's that same Jesus song, but it's to that beat. <laughs> oh, my God. They should have done that. That would be amazing. <laughs> when the credits come like, up, you get the dance rave version of that. <laughs> is there like a genre of like EDM with like Christian music? Because, oh, it has to be. Because oh, yeah. there's definitely like sure. me- there's definitely Christian metal. So there has to be. <laughs> Christian metal. I know there's Christian there metal and I know there's Christian rock and Christian country. But that's those are the only... Ooh, I to if you listen to Christian EDM, send us your uh, your uh, <laughs> recommendations to uh, moviecrewpod at gmail dot com. Wow! No, I'm actually very curious about that. <laughs> oh, it exists. It has to. Oh my God! Wait, is there a Christian EDM festival? Hold on. Let's. Oh no! Sorry, I'm googling. We need a booth. 
Uh, it's called Jesus um, Loves Electro. Hold on. Jesus uh, Loves Electro. Oh. Yeah. oh, you know what? I did like the whisper scene better in this movie than in the first Poltergeist. Wait, Which what whisper right. scene? Yeah, what was the whisper scene? It wasn't as There's not a whisper scene in this movie. No, no, it's kind of it's kind of a whisper like uh Joe Beth Joe Beth Williams is doing it. The mom's doing it. She's kind of whispering. It's the yeah. it's like right after the the braces and um Taylor's like giving him the whole She's rundown. Like, and he's like, "Oh, we just have to wait until the thing attacks us and we got to figure out its weakness." And coach is like, "What? That's not a plan." Yeah, see, he's yelling. That's not a whisper. Well, scene. yeah, it, yeah, it, it, you know, it it, it it ends that way, but it starts and it's I don't know. It, the whispering felt more natural, I think, in this version. I guess it wasn't yeah, as distracting. Yeah, you're the first right. I didn't even one. notice it. <laughs> <laughs> that could probably be said for the entire film, but you know, <laughs> didn't even notice it. I think the whole point of the whole film is that Taylor was just like trying to con the entire family out of their car because that ending shot where he's like running off with their car. Uh, like, really? You're not going to like give him a ride? <laughs> the car is much happier with him. It started up right away. It needed to end on a joke. And I guarantee you they were like, all right, we, we have to end this on a joke. That was funny. So. I did. I did think that was funny. But I did think it was strange that. Yeah, they're just like, here, take the car. We'll walk home. Like, I did like that they addressed well, it though. That was because yeah, like about when they said that, well, I was just like, this is stupid. What's going on? <laughs> How are you gonna get out of here? It's like everyone in this movie was suffering from some sort of memory loss. Yeah, with the exception of maybe Robbie, but he didn't have any lines, so it doesn't count. Yeah, Rob, they cut him completely out. I don't think the director liked that child actor that much. I don't know. A lot of missed opportunities. I did like that they, uh, right before you see uh, Kane's introduction, they have the national anthem. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Play it on, I thought the, that was great. on the baseball yeah. game. Robbie's watching that. I thought that was nice. But I, you know what? I think that scene's like, knowing that he's a ghost right away takes away any mystery and intrigue that this story has off the bat. Like, if you did not know, if you, if you didn't see that character walking through other people, you would assume, because everybody can see him in the world, that he's a real person. Yeah, I was right. really surprised that they did that right away. Well, it it would have been so much better to, yes, for you to think that he's a real person. Even if you know he's a ghost, you know, why would you, like, tell that? Like, Caroline can still be scared of him. Like, and he, he interacts with the mom, yeah. which is weird. Uh, yeah, right? That's what, that's what I kept thinking. Like, that's what made me think that of the in the first place is like, why are we seeing this? They're not doing anything with it. You know, they don't do anything until after the, the porch scene. And then when coach sees him actually like, uh, what's his name? Craig Nelson. <laughs> Fuck, Craig I'm going to remember this. <laughs> Steven. I remember this guy's name. When he, his name's Steven. Yeah. At the end of the scene, they see him like uh, the preacher walk, walk away. And he like, I guess, fades off into nothing. But you don't even know if he sees that, though, because it never it, you don't get the return of him reacting to him disappearing. Well, that's because that entire scene, he's just kind of looking Blankly, that's a really terrible performance from him in that scene. I don't, I don't think he's doing a lot. Like that crazy, creepy old man is like, I don't know. He's creepy. I don't know. He's he's supposed to be like hypnotizing the the father, so I know he's supposed to have like a trance look on his face. But even when he's leaving and he tells him to go, after he's screaming, "You're all gonna die! Let me in! Let me in!" Like, I don't know. You you do want some kind of reaction from him, and there's just nothing there. 
What is he like a vampire? He can't come through that door unless he's invited. <laughs> like I don't get it. I don't understand the let me in, let me in thing. Why doesn't he just like come in, fucking put his hand on his head and like fucking take him over and just start just start attacking? No, like, he doesn't I, do that. That's not how it works. No, he, no he's got to turn once. himself into a fucking uh, a tequila worm and then. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It I don't have make any for fucking you. sense. Maybe he's half yeah. vampire. Maybe the beast is half vampire. Oh, maybe that's what it is. And it was, and it was, it was, it was daylight. So you know, yeah, he didn't. Have, he wasn't at full power. <laughs> it's like straight up Bram Stoker's Dracula rules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I eat at night. I go get my rape on during the day. That's right. Hanging out with Keanu Reeves in the sex dungeon. <laughs> yeah. The only other note I have is the. Uh, some of the trans lights, the the backgrounds look fucking terrible. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, especially like when when um, Taylor's sitting on the the hood of the car. Oh yeah, that one's really bad. That fucking cactus, dude. The real cactus is way too <laughs> close to that background, man, and it destroys that illusion so quick. Yeah, it's bad. They fly that cactus. But the transition, out. the transition of going from like where they go down to the hole and they go down into the hole for the for the cave. Totally works. I like that. Yeah. Like we can still, when you're seeing up out of the cave and you can still see the rock that's sitting out there and a little bit of the sky, it totally plays. And I was like, that's good. I like that. And some of the backyard stuff worked really well. Yeah. Not all of it, but some of it did. Yep. Yeah. Are we at ratings? I feel like we're at ratings. Like nah. All right. Who's going first? Poltergeist to the other side. What do we rate the last one? Uh, what, what, I think it was like. Nine, nine, five, and Craig's gave it a low score. It doesn't, it, it doesn't count. Did you give it? Yeah, did yeah. you give it ten? I gave it ten. Oh, all right, yeah. Wow. Hmm. Um. Some of this movie's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really find it that scary. I I remember being scared of it when I was a kid. Um. But I think that's just a lot of being a kid. I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's hokey. It, it, it's kind of ridiculous. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, is it a cash grab? Who knows? Um, it was cool to see uh, Jerry Goldsmith back, you know, reprising his, his score, which was like excellent in the first one and kind of mediocre in this one. What'd you think about the score, Brian? Yeah, I agree. I like, uh, I, I did like some of it. It's, it's when they, he started doing like a weird electronical... Mm-hmm. Native American inspired fucking uh, that was weird. I did not like that stuff. Yeah, but the uh, the action scenes stuff, I, I did like those. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I feel like giving it a six is kind of like too much, but I don't know. I, I like this series for some reason. It kind of sticks in my head, um, and I love Joe Beth Williams so much. And, and and you're right. It's a shame we don't get a lot of her, but. Yeah, I'll give it a six. I think I think it's it's okay. Like you know, if you if you're gonna watch them, you know you got to watch this one, and it's got some good moments. And and just just wait till next week; it gets even better. Oh wow! So you you, you think Poltergeist three is better based off of your memory? Have, yeah, based off my memory. Yeah, there's there's some there's some really great stuff in there. All right, we're gonna have to see if that's true. Kristen, you go next. Or you want to go last? No, I'll go next. Um, I thought this movie was fine. I thought. It was like very lazy writing and um, really boring to watch. And um, generally speaking, 
part of what made the last movie so great was all the visual stuff. The cost, uh, and the thing was that, like the costumes and the production design and the hair and the makeup, the everything, all of the visual kind of, even the practical stuff it was just so much better. It like they, it was not, it was not like, like I would even call it like, it wasn't like fancy or extravagant or, and you know, it was just like actually like kind of almost basic, but it worked and there was some sort of magic to it. And with this, I think they actually tried harder and it looked worse. Uh, so that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, it was, um, it was fine. It was fine. So I'm going to give it a five. Fine with a five. <laughs> fine five. I don't know. I think fine is more like you know, like a like at least a six. But no, you know, it wasn't. That's like that's sounds like more decent. like mediocre to me. That's decent is like a six. Look, the reason I got a six for me is because of like you know past experience. <laughs> it wasn't because of this this viewing. Was this your first viewing, Kristen? Maybe I don't know. Uh, oh damn! I think I've seen parts of it before, but I think this was my first time sitting down and watching all of it at once. I mean, really, honestly, the only thing that really was of any interest, I just want to add on to my little review here, was the character of Kane looked great, um, sounded great. He was a little, you know, repetitive at times, but that's not his fault. Look, he, he's a ghost. Well, I was going to say he, they wrote him just like they wrote everybody else, but he did what he could with what he had, and he brought the most life to this. Everyone else was struggling, and he made it work. He's the best part of this movie, which is unfortunate because there, there's, there's, you know, just from watching the last one, there's so much talent here. So yeah, anyway, yeah, that's, that's fine. It's fine. It's five. All right. Well, did you give it a six five, Jared? No, I gave it a six. 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 And We're trying to talk uh, me no, up. No, okay, it's a seven. I'm, I'm sorry, Brian. No, it's fucking seven. No, I'm sorry. Please don't apologize. I fucked up. No, no, I, I, fine. I fucked up. You're fine. I fucked up. Stand down, sir. I fucked up. It's Stand a seven. Down. It's it's fine. It's good. Um, I don't. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna probably come in at a five point five myself. Maybe, a, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe a five. I I don't know, guys. It, it, look, the movie is it's poorly written. It's just really poorly written. That's the problem. You know, like it's got a lot of really cool ideas. There's some visual things that do stick with you, especially when you're a young kid. Like it's just it's it, there's some really creative like ideas in here. Um. And especially when you're a kid, you can look over a lot of shit and just get to that idea. But the, yeah, the writing is its stale, and it does seem lazy, and I'm sure they put some work into it. This is the same two writers that co-wrote uh, co, uh, the movie with Steven Spielberg first time around. So, I mean, it stands to reason that these are smart, intelligent guys know what they're doing. It's just this just – I don't know – Maybe it's a little bit of a victim of its own success, and there's too many people like pissing in the soup now. There's all these creative ideas that don't really coalesce. Like, why the fuck you would even hire H.R. Giger to work on a Poltergeist movie? I don't know. That that one kind of doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The guy's known for his weird, like, paintings and very sexual, robotic, and yeah, it's, it's graphic stuff, but I don't think of, like, ghosts or spirits or poltergeist i I don't know it's it's just a very bunch of 
weird odd ideas and i don't know maybe that's kind of what gives it a little bit of its charm so i don't want to knock that either i don't know it's weird i it, it just leaves it leaves me feeling unsure about the whole film but the ending is what really kind of ruins everything i mean that's <sighs> yeah thinking about that ending yeah i think yeah it's a five it's it's average watch it to complete the series but i don't know i don't i don't, I don't know if you ever want to watch it outside of that yeah five they're back oh they're five. Oh, they're back but this hollow sequel retains none of the charm of this or suspense that made the original poltergeist such a haunting specter rotten tomatoes brings us in at a 20 percent tomato meter 20 percent audience with an audience score of 35%. 20%. 20%, bro. That is low, man. That is shockingly low. No, people were like very bitter after they saw the trailer in the first movie. They were not happy. It's a big drop, man. I mean, yeah, it's it's a, it's a drop in in quality and what you expect, but it's not. Come on, 20%. That's too low. <laughs> I mean, like if it was like a like I don't know. 30 something I'd be like yeah okay I get that man wow savage so with that you've been listening to the movie crew podcast if you want to get in touch with us you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook Twitter Instagram at moviecrewpod Jared where can the audience find you you can find me on Instagram at check the gate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. Kristen, where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And uh, tonight we're going to close out the show with, uh, mm, we're going to do Carol Ann's theme. Oh, nice. Uh, it's, it's a little bit updated from the uh, the first movie, but it's pretty much the, the same thing. This is from composer Jerry Goldsmith. Enjoy. You know, I was just thinking that... Um, the only thing that this movie has ever really scared me with in life is that I was scared to drink tequila for a really long time because I thought that every tequila came with one of those worms and it would get you. No, it's the uh, but it's a brand, right? That has the worm. No, it's a certain type of tequila. It's most of the time it's it's mezcal that will come with the worm, but most tequilas do not come with the worm. Don't some of them come so with you're just like afraid of nothing? Scorpions and shit now. Oh, you can get that. Yeah, no, that exists. But, you know, you're not going to go to your local liquor store and find that. Oh. And you're definitely not going to find one with the worm in it. You're going to have to search. Definitely not a possessed worm. Yeah, don't eat the worm. 